is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Welcome to Love Savers Radio, ministering the blessings of covenant. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, called by God to minister the blessings of the marriage covenant by enriching, encouraging, strengthening, and praying for the healing of marriages, especially marriages in crisis. Our program is sponsored by Living Water Church, located at 69 Industrial Road in Wainscott, under the leadership of Pastor Joe Kelly and his lovely wife, Margaret Kelly. Sunday services are at 10 a.m. with a pre-service prayer meeting at 9.30 a.m. Pastor Joe invites you to come and be refreshed. For more information, please call 631 537 2120. That's 631 537 2120. Let's talk about marriage. This is Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry inviting you to call us today if you want prayer for your marriage. We pray for the healing of marriages, especially those in crisis. We have faith that God can heal marriages because God healed ours after seven years of divorce. Gary Chapman, the author of The Five Love Languages, said this about Love Savers Ministry. And let me encourage you in what you're doing because I think these kind of shows which deal with really nitty-gritty stuff in relationships Uh and really help the listeners. So we're here to help. Call us today at 631-604-6397. That's 631-604-6397. Or email us at lovesavers1 at aol.com. Our website is lovesaversministry.com. And remember, love never fails. For Craig and Jen Ferguson, life was great. From the outside, it appeared they had a solid marriage. They were actively involved in their church's ministry, had two young children, and a great social support system. But no one knew that while it looked great from the outside, there was something affecting the Ferguson home that would threaten to tear apart their perfect life together. Pornography. In their book, Pure Eyes, Clean Heart, A Couple's Journey to Freedom from Pornography, Craig and Jen Ferguson candidly share their personal story of the shame, anger, and hopelessness associated with Craig's porn addiction. Sandy talks with Craig and Jen today. Let's listen. Hi, Sandy. Hi. I've got Jennifer on the line as well. All right, wonderful. Hi, Jen. Excuse me. Wonderful. So, we're going to discuss your wonderful book, Pure Eyes, Clean Heart, A Couple's Journey to Freedom from Pornography. And I want to ask you first, um, you're both very candid and open about your personal life and the ways addiction, because we really can consider it an addiction, has affected your family. And what did you feel it was necessary to share your story. How do you hope couples will be helped? I think the main thing that really helps couples is, or 
anyone in general is to know that they're not alone and that someone else has gone before them and found rescue and hope. And um, I think that gives a lot of encouragement to people. That is true. Tell us about the beginning. How were things at the beginning of your marriage? And how did they change after the discovery of the pornography involvement? And Jen, what was your reaction? And Craig, what was yours? Well, I think for me, you know, I was barely 22 when we got married. Craig was 25. And we were so wrapped up in just being newly married and we didn't know what normal was and so we spent the first year really trying to figure out what normal meant but the first um after we got back from our honeymoon we found out that Craig had a medical issue and we didn't really know exactly um what that was going to look like for his health and his life in general and at that moment right after we got married we were confronted with how Craig dealt with um the unknown and and I had a suspicion that he was dealing with it through pornography, but I didn't know for sure until um, a couple of years later. Uh-huh. What advice do you have for couples who are just beginning their journey, and how can they make it through the first months in a positive way? Craig, do you want to take that? Yeah, I think that, you know, we talk about in the book and, and what, how Jennifer and I have walked through this journey, the, the main thing is just to communicate with one another, and that's really, really difficult in the midst of dealing with uh, the issue of, well, basically any addiction, but especially with pornography, because it's so personal um, to both parties. Um, but with Jennifer and I, um, what we really have made an agreement to is to, to discuss it openly and as honestly as we could, um, because, you know, we talked about this before that what gives pornography its power is the, is the shame and the desire to keep it secret and to keep it hidden. And when you know, the best way to combat that is to bring it out in the open and expose it to the light. Um, and so for people just starting out, and I've used this term before with, with other couples, is that even if you are, um, not, uh, even if you're yelling, right, even, even if you're in the midst of a fight, you're still communicating. It may not be the most productive way to communicate, but you're still communicating. And so um, to not give up and to not um, remove yourself from the situation, but continue to talk about it, discuss it, um, and, and come to uh, the place where you can forgive one another uh, for things that, have, that you have done to each other. Yes. What would you say to someone who asks if pornography is really dangerous? Because you so often hear, oh, all men, you know, dabble in that. What's the big deal? I mean, maybe it is not apparent to everyone how dangerous it really is. Do you want to speak to that a bit? Sure. You know, that um, when you look at pornography, you're engaging with something more than just an image on the screen because that image is affecting you and it's affecting your hormonal levels and how your hormones are interacting. It's just like sex. Sex was meant to feel good and um, to give you a sense of arousal and warmth and connection. And if you're engaging with pornography, that's taking the place of what you should be engaging in with your spouse. 
And it's just like heroin addiction or alcohol addiction, any addiction is going to change the chemical makeup of your brain. And so the longer you're in that addiction, the more harm is going to come to you. And the greater, just like, you know, if you start using heroin, you start using a small amount and you get this great high, but then it takes longer and more and more to achieve that same high and follow down that path of pornography, you get into some really, really dark and nasty stuff. And um, I think that the studies have shown that the more men use pornography, the greater risk they uh, take in having extramarital affairs and, and beyond. Right. So it it's something that has such a danger, an addiction to it, that keeps you coming back and back, just like just like drugs, and um, so that aspect of it makes it so dangerous. Jen, how did your own addictions with food and control help you understand Craig's addiction to porn? I think the biggest one is that just like uh, food was a hole filler, I could understand that pornography was a hole filler for Craig. And what I mean by that is that I used food to bring a sense of security and satisfaction uh-huh. and wholeness and to my life. Right, and that's the exact reason that Craig um, used pornography. He needed to escape into a world where he didn't feel pressure, he didn't feel um, that fear of rejection, and he wasn't overwhelmed with his life. Well, in a world of fantasy that, rather than reality. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Craig, explain the cyclical nature of pornography addiction. What are the delusions that trap people into this addiction, would you say? I think probably the most common one that uh, impacted me and impacts uh, other people is the the idea that you're in control, Um, that you have the ability uh, to stop at any point in time. Um, And if someone who's kind of in that mode of thinking, what I would challenge them is to try it for 30 days. Um, and if they can make it past 30 days, then we probably have a, a, we can have a good discussion at that point. But I would uh, challenge them that they probably couldn't make a week. Um, and uh-huh. one of the reasons being is that it's just, it, it is so pervasive. Um, we talk about how, um, you know, years ago, before the you know the, the rise of the internet, um, it was you know bookstores and, and kind of seedy parts of town. Now it's as close as in your own front pocket, uh, right. your smartphone. So, um, but I think that people have kind of de- can delude themselves and it's not that big of a deal. I'm not hurting anyone. Um, it's something I'm doing for myself, and they are right in the sense that it is for themselves, and it's probably and it's an extremely selfish act. Um, because it's all about self-gratification, but the delusion that you're not hurting anyone. uh, That's a real delusion, right? Because you really can stop um, your relations with your wife if you get so involved in pornography, right? It's like you're getting all your satisfaction there, and the other satisfaction that's normal and good and godly diminishes, Right? Correct. So you Correct. do seriously hurt your marriage and and your wife, your most intimate partner. And, and not only that, but it, it, it kind of colors 
um, any relationship that you have because what you're doing is you're engaging in something that's not real, but it's fantasy. And it begins to kind of spill over into your real life relationships. Uh-huh. Um, it can cause a, 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 you know, a disconnect or a cognitive dissonance about what really is true and what is meant to be pure um, and what is meant to be reality. Um, and that's kind of how we talk about how, you know, even that becomes from more routine, like the idea of so I'm engaging in this, you know, soft porn, and then all of a sudden that becomes too routine, and that becomes not real enough for you, and so you, then you have to go into, you know, a, a more aggressive or a more darker, deeper uh, version of what you're, what you quote unquote made me into, um, and it's it's it can sneak up on you uh-huh. without you even realizing it. Is that what's called hard porn? Correct. Right. Um, You mentioned that God has a greater purpose for marriage beyond happiness. What is this purpose, and how can couples see beyond themselves and focus on God? Well, um, I think that God designed marriage, or Scripture says God designed marriage to be uh, an illustration of Christ's relationship with, with the church. And so if we, if our, if my marriage to Craig is supposed to be a representation of how much Christ loves the church and is mired in pornography and control and any addiction, there's no way that we can adequately represent Christ's love. And if, if we are Christians and if we are about, um, showing the love of God to other people, we have to be able to show that to our each other as well because you can't give what you can't receive or what you don't receive and so I think um, it's really important when we get married before God that we understand that um, the goal is not to make ourselves happy and it's not even just to make each other happy but the goal is to um, love the world as Christ loves the church and love each other right Jen, after you caught Craig a couple of times, how did you enforce the rules put in place to help keep Craig away from porn? And was it effective? And Craig, how did you handle it? Um, I think that, in theory, the rules are good if they're boundaries that you both come together to make. And, And Craig and I agreed on these boundaries, but I enforced them out of fear, and I enforced them in a way that was much more parental than it was a helper. And so when he felt like I was treating him like a little kid, all he wanted to do was rebel um, and find a way around it, around the rules or whatever. Uh And so I think anytime we do something in our relationship that's based on fear, we're going to run into trouble because um, ultimately we're not surrendering the problem or the issue to, to God and asking him, or letting him intervene in a powerful way because we're too busy trying to orchestrate the situation. Right. You have an entire chapter dedicated to hope. What advice do you have for couples who are well into their journey but continue to feel hopeless? Well, I think the, the point is is that a lot of times I think we think that hope is a destination, but instead uh-huh. hope hope gets us to our destination. If we think, okay, well, when Craig is free from porn, then I'll have hope for our marriage. Right. And that's just, um, to, to do that robs you of the fuel that's supposed to get you to the end game of being, um, 
in a marriage that is pure and holy and, and driving together to, to do good for the kingdom of God. And so um, I like to think of hope as a life jacket. So your life circumstances, you're in this stormy sea, and you're, you're shipwrecked, and you're barely getting up for air. Hope is the life vest that you put on to keep your head above water while the circumstances remain crazy and hard. And Jesus gives us that hope, and so we hold on to that. Right. How can couples begin to forgive and build trust after their marriage has been affected by porn? The easiest uh, way for me to get to um, a place where I could forgive Craig, and, and it wasn't a one-time forgiveness thing. I would, I could say, Craig, I forgive you, and five minutes later be doing in my anger, and I would have to say, okay, I said I forgave him, and that right. means I'm going to, I'm going to still deal with my anger, and I'm going to deal with oh. it with, from, with God. But forgiveness is, yeah, a journey, isn't it? Right, right, yeah. and so it's. Um, so to forgive him, though, I had to look at my own relationship with Jesus and know Jesus forgives me for all kinds of things every single day. And my sin is no much no worse than Craig's sin. And so for me to harbor unforgiveness and resentment is to basically say that Jesus didn't do enough for me on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of looking at it. What are steps people can take to embrace help to escape pornography and stay engaged with real life? I think for me, um, it came to a decision point where I could choose to uh, engage with a fantasy world and do something which I knew was not right. Um, and I knew that was hurting myself and hurting my marriage, or I could choose to take the greater portion, which is what God had provided me, which was a loving and caring and supportive wife and the, and, and the life that we had built together. And the two could not continue to exist together. And so I had to make a choice of whether I wanted to continue to live um, in this habitual sin that I knew was wrong or choose to live into and become the man of God that he had called me to be, be a, uh, you know, a, a loving and supportive husband and a good father to our children. Um, and I don't want to try to oversimplicate that, that process, but if you break it down to essential, that's really what I was presented with. And that's what kind of led me into this decision. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to remember past delights? Well, especially when you talked about um, what gives you hope. Um, uh-huh. I mean, there would be times when we were in the midst of uh, a fight or in the midst of a, a low cycle um, where I had maybe engaged with the porn and, and Jennifer caught me again. Um, I think it's really important to remember that, you know, God called us together. God chose Jennifer for me and chose me for Jennifer. Um, and we are going to say things and do things throughout our marriage that neither one of us are going to like, and we're not going to do it right all the time. But at the end of the day, you know, God brought us together, and there's nothing that's going to separate us from that. And it, it does good to remember the bits of joy that you have because, like hope, it carries you through that journey. Um, and, and things that are negative or, or, or bad experiences 
they, they can shape you, but they're temporary. And you learn from those experiences and you use those as you grow and mature in your relationship with God and you grow in your, in your relationship with your spouse. Hmm. One of the I think to, too, go ahead, go ahead, Jen. I think it's just so good for me to remember those um, moments of pure delight so that I didn't see Craig just as a point at it. You know, I had to remember yes. mo- remember moments when the first time I knew that I loved him, and uh-huh. when I first saw him playing the guitar in front of the youth group, because there's it's so it was so easy for me to pigeonhole him. He's a porn addict that hurt me instead of. He's this man of God who is very tender and very loving and who, you know, loves to love me. And it's easy to forget all of those great things when you're hurting. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned that. I thought that was so good that you you have to be able, even under these circumstances, to look upon your husband as not just a porn addict or he is you not just a control freak but right. really be able to not look at him that way but to give the kind of respect that a man needs um, right. because he really needs that encouragement at this time above all times right and that love but mostly that respect and that's something that one forgets it seems like that's not a part of it all. You know, you forget that. By not respecting him, you are actually, you mentioned mm-hmm. that in the book. I thought that was really a light turned on. Because as you mentioned before, that we always expect the other person to be perfect. Oh, well, if he's totally deserving of respect, I'll give respect. But the Lord called us to respect our husbands. So if we don't obey him, then we are sinning. That's a really good one to come to, that wisdom of God, I feel. Um you have prayers at the end, a list of prayers that couples can use for themselves or for each other. And why do you feel it was important to include those prayers? And have you found a specific prayer that is most meaningful for your situation? I have a book called Praying God's Word by Beth Moore. Uh-huh. And in it, there's all of these different strongholds that people face. And so early on, it's I, I would say maybe midway through our journey through to freedom, I copied down a prayer for one of the sexual strongholds uh, for Craig. And then I found another prayer that I could pray for him. So not only is he praying for himself every day, I'm praying for him too. Uh-huh. And the point is, is that um, our war is not with the porn stars or the porn producers. Our war is um, it's a battle against the dark principalities. It's yes. people. It's it's from Satan. And so the only way to fight spiritual warfare is with prayer. And that's uh-huh. clear. With the armor of God, we have to pick up that sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And what I love about Beth Moore's prayers is that they are all based in Scripture. Uh-huh. Can you read us some of the prayers that, or one of the prayers that means the most to you at the end? So this is the one that I um, pray for him. Uh-huh. Lord, I pray my husband would be strong in you and in your mighty power. May he remember every day to put on the armor you so willingly supply to us so he may stand firm against all strategies the devil the devil employs. 
May he put on the belt of truth and the breastplate of your righteousness. May his feet be fitted with the shoes of peace. May he forever hold in his hand the shield of faith that will deflect the arrows the enemy throws against him. On his head may he wear the helmet of salvation. In his hands may he carry the sword of the Spirit, the very word of God. May he always know that you are with him, that you hear his prayers, and that you desire to walk with him every day of his life. Amen. Good. And Craig, would you read us one? Lord, I pray that my wife knows that you knit her together in her mother's womb, perfectly and completely. I pray she would know that she doesn't have to conform to worldly patterns in order to be acceptable and loved by me. I pray she will grow in her trust of you, and you would teach her how to forgive me and trust again. Together we may fix our eyes on whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Amen. Thank you so much for those prayers and for your wonderful book, Pure Eyes, Clean Heart. A Couple's Journey to Freedom from Pornography and for building up our faith and our hope and focusing, as you said throughout, trusting God, how important that is in this. And we appreciate your openness and honesty, and we feel it will help many. And we'll say goodbye for now, and God bless just for now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your sharing. Bye for now. Bye-bye. I am the God that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. And I sent my word and I healed your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. This is his word, his promise. Sing it. I am the God, yes, that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word. I sent my word. promise of the Lord has not changed for any one of us when he declared that he is he still is saints he has not changed and Hebrews declares he is the same yesterday today and forever the same Lord who said I am thousands of years ago is still saying I am today and I'm glad the Bible does not say, thus said the Lord. I'm glad it says, thus saith the Lord. He is still saying it today. He is still declaring today. I am the God that you have been. Don Moen. You just heard sing this beautiful song as the young man who wrote this song. I'll never forget many years ago in Vancouver, British Columbia, in a car, a young man played the tape. 
with that song. And I said, play it again. And he rewinded the tape and played the tape again. I said, do it again. And he did it one more time. And the presence of God came into that car. And saints, I want you to know, I've been singing that song ever since. Kneeling every crusade done, we tell the Lord, you are the God that healeth me. You're the Lord, my healer. Why don't you lift your hands right now and sing it to him. You are the God that healeth me.